Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, a pleasant Afternoon to you, my friend. What's up, Gus? How you feeling? Pretty fine. Yeah? You coming back to me? Kind of poking the bear yesterday. Today? Look at you grinning. Uh, we're just not even going to talk about it. I was grumpy yesterday because of what National Signing Day and the opening of the early signing period and what all of it has become. But now you're back. And it took me all the way to the bottom of the rabbit hole thinking about the perils of society and the can we entitlement talk, of children. Can we talk about tomorrow? Isn't tomorrow <clears throat> a big day for you? I don't know what's happening tomorrow. I'll ask you between the break and you could tell me if it's something that we can talk about. Okay. I really have no idea. Aren't you aren't, aren't we adding to your family? Oh yeah. That's also something I don't want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, my brother, another son. Good timing. Save it for July next time. I'm just kidding, kind of. We're, uh, we're very happy for no, the new we, we are very happy. To be adding to be it's just so funny. It's one so tomorrow. funny when people yes. are asking you, like, you're gonna have a new baby at Christmas. How exciting! It's like, well, it would be a lot more exciting if it was like a seven month old infant. Yeah, I mean, the, kids they can't even see for the first three months. Yeah, I it's mean, like my buddy Jay I'm says, I'm aware of this deal. Pet yeah. rock stage. That's what they're in. No, no, there's a little more to it than that. Sure, pet rock that screams. That's a lot more delicate than a rock, though. Actually, the mm, little... Up the, for debate. The little, little ones... This is my whole thing. The about, little ones don't scream. This is my whole thing about the perils of society. We think that kids and humans aren't as tough as they actually are. They are tough. No, you're right. I mean, you could throw a kid in a gutter and there's a chance that it would survive. Man, I think if you sit here and when I when I had my first child, you go, the, 
you wake up every 30 minutes just going, is, is it okay? It's like, you know, in this completely safe, covered bassinet thing, and you're like, if it rolls wrong, I, I don't know what to do. It's a good thing we're in a hospital. And then you find out, yeah, they're pretty resilient, these kids. You know, I just think about all throughout the history of time, the people that have lived through nothing but death-like circumstances for their entire existence. And they, they found made it all the way to adulthood and beyond. Found a way. Now, what's beyond adulthood? Oh, I'm just saying, like, it was not as... I mean, there's people who lived, lived into their 50s, 60s, and 70s with living in the worst conditions that you can imagine. Yeah, it's true. So, it's I don't know. I just... I, I, I want to return to the respect for the human spirit. Very good. Rather than the coddling and the fear-mongering and all the crazy things no, no, that no. happen in American society. Yes. Let your kid walk to school. Let them ride their bike... And be gone for hours at a time. It just it, run it'll, around. It'll, it'll all be okay. I promise. Okay. Regardless, spoken let's talk is, about NDSU. Spoken is a true. You want to know? You want to know who does it? You want to know who does it right? North Dakota State. That's right. They don't coddle. They instruct. Is that the deal? They have a system that they do not delineate from. And they're, they're, I mean, we have two pages worth of notes of all the things that they've done, and the second page has all the guys that have gone to the NFL. And I think that the single most impressive part about North Dakota State is all the guys that haven't gone to the NFL. Mm. It's the fact that they, I mean, like Robbie Grimsley was the Minnesota Player of the Year and then walked into North Dakota State and started every game that he was on this roster, 60-plus games, and he did not go to the NFL. Now, that might be a slight to the scouts or whatever. What I'm saying is that the system... What it is, is so much bigger than the parts. And that's why when you lose Carson Wentz, it doesn't matter. When you lose Easton Stick, who plays for the San Diego Chargers now, it doesn't matter. And that's the most impressive part to me is the fact that they have, first of all, if you talk to the coaches over there, they have a player-run program. So it's not the coaches telling you this is what North Dakota State football is all about. It's the players. And I think that is the most powerful form of influence in any realm of life is influence from your peers Mm -hmm. being held accountable by people that you are sharing a locker room with that you are sharing a a workspace with it's just like you're always going to rebel against your parents right you're way less likely to rebel against the big brother who you've idolized your entire life you want to be like him Mm -hmm. whereas oftentimes you want to run away from the people that raise you it's just human nature it's just instinct and that's why north dakota state's so special because I thought that when Craig Bowl left, okay, they hired Chris Kleiman. Will he be able to keep it rolling? And when they lost that 2016 game in the semifinals to James Madison, that is their one and only playoff loss in the Fargo Dome, I thought, okay, finally. I thought they'd continue to battle and be in the Final Four and, and win and be in contention for championships, certainly. But I did not expect them then to rally from that point forward and not lose again. Amazing that they've been able to do it. And then Kleiman leaves, and he takes all his whole staff with them, and they lose the winningest quarterback in college football history in Eastern Stick. An NFL receiver in Darius Shepard. Bruce Anderson, Lance Dunn are guys I was shocked that didn't get shots in the NFL. Two NFL offensive linemen. Robbie Grimsley, who started all those games. Greg Bernard, who's a multiple-time All-American defensive end. So then you think, okay, Matt Entz, can he actually do this? They're going to start a freshman at quarterback. They're going to have all these new stars across the board, and here they are, 14-0, number one seed, hosts Montana State in the semifinals of the playoffs. Seven national titles this decade. They've won the Missouri Valley Conference every season since 2011. 
Uh, they have had the top offensive linemen seven years in a row as voted by the FCS Athletic Directors Association. I mean, seven consecutive years with the best player at the position. Uh, pretty remarkable. 27 straight at home. I mean, you talk about 30, is it 35 in a row that they're on right now mm-hmm. in terms of just wins? But 27 in a row at home is years and years worth of of never losing in your in your building and that is significant particularly when that's a lot of playoff games in your building too as you said the last time they lost was that playoff game. in 2016 they right. have not lost a home game since then um north dakota state is the number one overall seed for the fc fcs playoffs and uh and hosts throughout for the ninth consecutive season so think about this think about how good montana's football program has been the Grizzlies have the second most semifinal berths in the history of the FCS playoffs, tied with North Dakota State. Montana did that between 1989 and 2009. And I guess if you count 2011, they would have 10. But regardless, that, that one has been wiped out, whatever. I still count it. But that's here nor there. North Dakota State has equaled Montana in semifinal berths, but consecutively. Yeah, it's... Pretty good to do it without a break in the street. And if it wasn't for a back shoulder fade in the corner of the end zone in overtime against Eastern Washington in 2010, it'd be 10 in a row. Yeah. Uh, longest uh, winning streak in modern football history, 35. The longest of all time, by the way, Oklahoma, 47 in a row. From 1953 to 1957. One of the greatest books I've ever read, The Undefeated by Jim Dent. It's about those Bud Wilkerson coached Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> you talking about a different time, man. He was he was loading up on guys that had gotten back from World War II that then had not gone to college, so the clock hadn't started ticking. So he's using all the dudes that have like the lingering GI Bill from mm. five, six, seven years ago. So he's got guys in his mid to late twenties loading up and just rolling people. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably a good idea to do it that way if you, if the opportunity presents itself. Um, they are six and zero against FBS teams this decade: Minnesota, Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas State, all wins. They're ten and three in their history against FBS teams. Uh, and you sit here and you just go, it's, it's, it's sort of taken for granted because it's so expected, but also the distance that North Dakota State has been from the field in, you know, the most highly contested collegiate sport that there is. I mean, that and that and basketball, men's basketball, maybe, but when when you talk about the number of people and schools and resources that are being poured in look we we talk all the time about the disparity the haves the have nots you can talk about you know the the um the stipend you know the cost of living stipend that they have in the Missouri Valley full the, cost of the, the, the big sky does not have and that stuff is all that's all real and there's we know the 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 power money influence that there is at the FBS level and why the blue bloods have continued to be that and the juggernauts and so forth although there's counterexamples to that there's no counterexample to this here it's just north dakota state all the time and it is a remarkable thing that they have found they don't do it the way that everybody else does it which is probably to be noted and I think it's unique. I mean, 
Every everything everybody wants to figure out what the best team is doing and then do that. So why doesn't that happen? Why hasn't that been replicated and then reproduced other places? Well, it's because you can't. You, you, you can to an extent, some things, some items. And by the way, not everybody should. Like, you know, just because somebody's over here doing this this way, pull from that. But every every place is unique. Everything is different. But there is something, and I don't know what it is. I don't know the answer to the question. Is, but I, they, there is a, there's a group of factors that have come together that have allowed this to continue perpetually at North Dakota State. And it, it's it, no one thing has been consistent with the exception of maybe like the strength coach, which is significant, and the, the athletic one, director. number one factor. Mm. The strength coach is the number one factor. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. A couple more ridiculous stats about NDSC before we carry on. During this 35-game winning streak, they have played 20 ranked teams, including 13 ranked in the top 10. So by 13 top 10 teams, so exactly one-third of their games during the 35-game win streak being against top 10 teams, the average score of those games against top 10 opponents, 35 to 13. So they have, have been absolutely in control. Yep. Their nine straight conference titles is the fourth most in College football history behind only Oklahoma with 14, Montana with 12, and BYU with 10. This decade, they've won 135 games, which surpasses the 119 won by Montana last decade, the 118 won by Texas during the 2000 through 2009 stretch, and they got a chance for a couple more. They have won 126 out of their last 134 games. It's amazing. But... I want to talk about all the factors because I think that there's several different ones. We talked about the Fargo-Moorhead metropolitan area. I think that we've seen mid-sized cities turn into large, small cities in largely isolated areas like Spokane with Gonzaga basketball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, with... What was our other example? The other day? Oh, with Boise State football oh, in right. Boise sure. and the Fargo-Moorhead area. The difference between North Dakota State and those other two schools is Boise State's success started when they won the national, the FCS National Championship in the early 80s. North Dakota State's first national championship came in the early 60s. So they had an established, entrenched tradition as the city grew, and so they continue to grow, and then they win all five national championships in the 80s as it continues to grow. So they have this hope of winning that lasts for such a long time. 
The other thing is the creation of the FCS, and the, but the lack of the infiltration of the FCS into the Midwest. There's all sorts of schools in the Midwest. I mean, Minnesota Duluth, Minnesota Mankato, St. Cloud State. These schools all have the enrollments of Big Sky schools, and they did not go to the FCS. They stayed Division Two. And there is no division. There's no FCS school in Wisconsin. There's no FCS school in Minnesota. There's no FCS school in Kansas. There's one FCS school in Iowa. So every FCS caliber recruit in your recruiting area, you can go get. And then you compound that with the fact that Minnesota has been bad. Now you can go clean up in the Twin Cities and in Minneapolis. So you have you have two different you have two different advantages that are at play there. But I have been looking for the golden carrot in this thing for so long. And mm-hmm. when Jeff Colhane from North Dakota State, the play-by-play guy from NDSU, told us the other day that Jim Cramer has been the strength coach at NDSU since 2004, but not just the strength coach, that he has the final say in the recruiting of the linemen. That was the ding, ding, ding. I finally found it. Because at the FCS level, with the risk of sounding too harsh, so many of the linemen you're going to get are bad bodies. They just have bad bodies. They might have the measurables at six foot four, or six foot five, three hundred pounds. They don't have the physical stature and the physical makeup that Big Ten offensive linemen do. The mm-hmm. fact that North Dakota State, when you watch their offensive line, you go find their fifth left tackle, who's a redshirt freshman. He looks the same. They all look the same. They all have low body fat, good hips. They don't run funny with their feet out like so many FCS offensive linemen. They look like true athletes. They look like centers on a basketball team more than they look like frumpy offensive linemen. You don't have guys with big guts, and that's the thing. Jeff Colhane said that Jim Cramer, he points out the high school kids, he thinks he can chisel. Mm -hmm. And if you have that then you just have an endless string. And that's been their key to success is the fact that every other position on the field has been able to be plug and play because you absolutely know that you have the three best offensive linemen in the game and in some years the five best offensive linemen in the game. It's a, it's a, it's a true thing what you've said. And there's no question that the, the positional key to all of this is the offensive line. Uh, and they have... They have carried this program uh, in all sorts of ways. But also, I would just point out the the back-to-back-to-back excellence at quarterback. And you can talk to me all day about how impacted those players are for the better because of the elite offensive lines that they play behind, and you're 100% right about that. But we also have looked from sea to shining sea and seen just as many flameouts and guys who just couldn't get it done in the moment that were supposed to be the dude that had everything that you ever wanted and even in some cases who came on and did it for a while and then couldn't. And you, we all know more instances than you could even you know repeat right here of guys, and this is just one position, but at that spot that weren't the guy. But when you go from Carson once to Easton Stick as a freshman, if I'm not mistaken, take it over, maybe a sophomore. No, Easton Stick got his debut in as a freshman. Montana, that's right. As that's a freshman. Right. And now you go in to Trey Lance, who we're going to have here in just under 10 minutes from now with us, who 
as a redshirt freshman, has played 14 games, is responsible for 36 touchdowns, 25 passing, 11 rushing. He's at 3,600 total yards or something like that. And, you know, you can get a great talent. You can get a great, you know, guys who want to come play for you because you, you are North Dakota State and so forth and so on. But to just be can't miss every single time, that's remarkable. It's remarkable. And because there is such a wellspring of talent in general, I mean, the the offensive line being the, the engine, you don't have to have your quarterback play a perfect game or even a 90% game week in and week out to win. No, he's just stick through for like 75 yards against Montana State right. this year. So, I mean, it doesn't have to rush for 480. Because right. all he's just going to do is turn around and hand off the ball. But, I mean... That's the other thing is is when you're that much better, there's only, I don't know, what, two, three, maybe four losable games in any given season for you? It's not just that, though. I mean, it's not possible that they lose over half of the games that they play every year. It's not possible. But it's not even just that they don't lose. They literally ran the same play for a full half against Montana State. Yeah. Bruce Anderson goes over 100 yards on nine carries. Take a seat. Lance Dunn's turn. 100 yards on 11 carries. Take a seat. Ty Brooks, 100 yards on six carries. Take a seat. They're running power and counter. That's it. Yep. Over and over and over and over and over again. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, they're a very good team. That said, we want we wanted to spend some time because it's just it is worth acknowledging and tipping the cap to a program that has been this good for this long. And particularly when Montana State gets another shot at them. And there's been a lot of optimism in the state about Montana State in this game. And I think with good cause. I share the optimism, frankly, for this Saturday against uh, with Montana State against North Dakota State. Because I think it's going to be, first of all, a much more competitive game than it was a year ago. Montana State has been playing the best football they've, they've ever played under Jeff Choate this last month. And... I think that they are, uh, you know, in a position to to play a really good game on Saturday. It's also worth noting why the heavyweight champ is the heavyweight champ, and why you, whoever you are, why every team that plays them is always they're they're going in with the best team that they've ever had in a game that they have seen the elephant in a national semifinal as the fifth-ranked team in the nation, and they are a 17-point dog. Okay? Well, of they are 35-13 against top-10 teams. Th- this is what I'm saying, though. I mean, the 17 points, if you, if you saw a 17-point spread in a normal game, you would go, well, this team is going to blow this other team out. Like, that's not even a reasonable spread. When you see it with North Dakota State, you go, oh, hey, their opponent's getting some respect here. <laughs> You know, because it's a it's it's often a thirty or forty point spread. Anyway, it's just worth noting. It's worth keeping it in mind what it is that you're going to see on display on Saturday, regardless of the outcome. There's two interesting factors to this that are paralleled to me. The Missouri Valley, the teams of repute in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, they all loaded up to beat North Dakota State the last several years. Obviously, they're they're all chasing Goliath. Right. But South Dakota State was not as good as they have been because they graduated the great class that included Taron Christian and Dallas Goddard, who's now playing for the Eagles, and Jake Weineke, who's now playing up in Canada. 
Western Illinois, nowhere close to as good. They graduated the big D tackle who went on to play for the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. They graduated a three-year starter quarterback in Sean McGuire. Illinois State, even though Illinois State got to the quarters, they got there without their quarterback. They got there with James Robinson still being an underclassman at running back. That's not the best Illinois State team of the last four years. That team went all the way to Frisco and then lost to North Dakota State in an all-Missouri Valley championship game. On down the line, Youngstown State is not as good. So there's a huge factor here where I think that Montana State's the best team that North Dakota State's played this year. Mm. They are. And North Dakota State has been hanging on. They won by six points last week. On the flip side, though, Montana State, let me ask you this. Who would who would win in a game? You watched Portland State this year. Yeah. Albany or Portland State? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I a mean, pretty good game, close. right? Yeah. UC yeah. Davis or Albany? UC Davis, right? Yeah, eh, maybe. But, 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 but we're, we're talking about teams that from the big sky that finished middle of the league. Totally. Who would win? Yeah. Austin P or Eastern Washington? Yeah. I mean, really good game, right? Yeah. Like Eastern Washington's probably favored by a touchdown in that game. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that the Montana Grizzlies are the only really elite team that Montana State has played in the last yeah. seven weeks, too. And you can only play who's on your schedule. But it's going to be so interesting to see which team can handle the quote-unquote shock factor of playing the best team they've played in months mm-hmm. with each other. Obviously, the Cats have the Cat-Grizz game, so that gives them a slight edge in that element. The last point I'll make about North Coast State, and I'm straight stealing this from my brother. We just recorded a Big Sky Breakdown, so you can check out our Big Sky Breakdown previewing this game and also recapping National Signing Day. SkylineSportsMT.com. It'll be up in about five minutes. But he had such a great line. And I think that this this is the number one factor of why NDSU has been what it what they are. The thirst for winning, the demand for excellence, has now been overtaken by the fear of losing. No one that's in that program wants to be the guy who let it slip. And that 2016 team that lost to James Madison, that's when all those dudes who just were fifth-year seniors were freshmen and sophomores. Mm-hmm. So they had this chance for redemption, and then they redeemed themselves over and over again by by going back to back. Yeah, in resounding fashion. No one wants to be the one to let the standard slip to to be the one that gets knocked off mm-hmm. and then stays knocked off. It'd be an interesting factor because if by chance the Cats win, this group does have a chance to redeem themselves too. Because what happens when Trey Lance is a junior and a senior? Sure. Now, now they're again they're back. You know, rolling, but I think that's the number one factor is rather than the thirst for winning, it's the fear of losing. It's the fear of failure that yeah. keeps North Dakota State atop everybody else. Yeah. Uh, it's Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Speaking of Trey Lance, he's going to join us right after these messages. Quarterback, redshirt freshman quarterback, an outstanding one, 14 0 in his college career. Pretty good year one for a guy. Uh, he will uh, join us right after this. Coulter. Christmas is next week, buddy. Can't wait. People traveling all over the place. You got people coming to town. You need a place to put them. The Wingate by Wyndham is where you want them to stay. Right? You know, easy access to the interstate, easy access to the airport, and great full breakfast, a pool with a slide for kids, great for offices, uh, you know, having having uh, seminars, having meetings, all that kind of stuff. Plenty of space for that. Wingate by Wyndham's got pretty much everything you need. That's what I would be doing. If I on on the holidays, I want to stay up late playing board games. Mm. So you need your kids to be asleep. Yes. So what do you do? 
take them to the pool during the day. Yeah. You read your new Christmas book. Let have them, them wind up, yeah. wind down on the water slides, put them to bed at 7.30, play board games all There night. you go. I'm into that. If you maybe want your relatives to stay somewhere else, so you let them stay at your house and you go to the Wingate by Wyndham. Or on the other side, have your relatives stay at the Wingate by Wyndham. Either way. By the way, let him play Settlers of Catan with Coulter because he's colorblind, God. so he doesn't know which which asset is which. Uh, it's, a, it's an easy dub. It's an easy, easy dub, dub against and I Coulter. I am excellent at board games, too. <laughs> I cannot win that game because I can't see the colors. Regardless, if you got people coming to town or you need yourself need to get away, let the Wingate by Window make you feel at home. Right there off the uh, airport exit, easy access to all of Missoula. The Wingate by Window, make him, let them make you feel at home even when you're not. Well, we go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the quarterback of the once again undefeated North Dakota State Bison, Trey Lance. Trey, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, we're certainly happy to have you, and I would expect you are doing pretty well because you are undefeated and into the semifinals once again, hosting Montana State uh, this week. We'll get into the game, but just the season on a whole, you were a red shirt last year. You played a couple of games, but this season taking over and, and being a freshman quarterback at North Dakota State, what's that experience been like for you? Oh, it's been really exciting. Uh, I'm sure you can imagine uh, just getting, you know, surrounded by, you know, these type of people that we have up here uh, and getting to play with, you know, I think some of the best players in all of SDS, uh, you know, whether it's offensively or defensively uh, or even special teams. Uh, I think that, you know, it's a really special place. Uh, you know, it's been flying by. I can't believe we're already, you know, 14 games in, uh, but it's been a ton of fun. Minneapolis not very far from Fargo, so when North Dakota State was recruit, first recruiting you, what did you like about the program and – when, when you are when a coaching staff can come to you and say, "Hey, we've we've won seven out of the last eight national championships, or I guess at that point six out of the last seven, and we win the Missouri Valley Football Conference every year, and all the stuff North Dakota State's accomplished." How intriguing is that as a recruit? Yeah, it was super exciting. You know, I'm sure you can imagine. Just uh, I'm from Marshall, Minnesota. So it's about three and a half hours, uh, you know, southwest Minnesota, um, which is also you know about forty miles from South Dakota State. Uh, so you know, it was a little different process uh, for me. Uh, but just obviously just them emphasizing that, you know, winning championships is, is the expectation here. You know, it's not just something that, you know, is a fluke when it happens or, you know, it's different when it happens. You know, it really is the expectation, uh, whether it's, you know, the people in the community uh, or, the, you know, the athletic program as a whole. Uh, I think that that's just one of the things that separated it for me. You know, obviously we have great community support. Uh, by the nation, you know, travels really well. Uh, and just, you know, that expectation, you know, rather than, you know, it being, you know, a, a rarity uh, here, I think separates us a lot. Trey Lance joining us. He's the quarterback in North Dakota State. North Dakota State hosting Montana State in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs. Noon on Saturday in the Mountain Time Zone, 1 o'clock local uh, there in Nor- in uh, Fargo. And Trey, you know, there's a, obviously the success is unparalleled and a ton of players, great players, lots of guys going to the NFL from North Dakota State. But how big a deal was it for you to watch Carson Wentz specifically and the progression of his career as a quarterback and what he was able to develop into from that place and how much influence did that have on on your decision making yeah it's crazy just just to imagine that you know we've had great you know the last three four guys that have you know had the opportunity to play at the next level uh before me you know it's all the way back you know brock jensen uh all the way from easton you know last year uh obviously you know I, i'm happy where I'm at you know I no place I'd rather be in the world and I think you know I had a lot to do with it um in the recruiting process for me uh obviously just getting to meet Easton 
uh, when I'm being recruited here, just the type of person that he is uh, and how he goes about his business, you know, how he handles himself, you know, not even on the field, but just the type of person he is off the field, how he treats people, uh, whether it's just, you know, little kids or, you know, fans in the community. Uh, just, you know, he, he's a person that I really try to follow, uh, and I think one of the biggest role models for me at that point. Uh, and then obviously Carson, seeing what he did, uh, is doing uh, in the NFL, uh, it was obviously really exciting for, you know, everyone that followed him uh, in college uh, and just getting to meet him. And, again, just seeing the type of person that he is off the field is, is a huge uh, credit to him. It's so interesting looking at the quarterbacks in North Dakota State the last 10 years because Brock Jensen was a four-year starter and he won 45-plus games. And Wentz was actually the one that started the least because he had that injury his senior year. I know Easton t- took over for him. But last year when Easton led you guys in the national championship game, became the winningest quarterback in the history of college football. Sitting behind a guy like that for a year, what did you learn just about the art of winning? Because I covered you guys four times last year, and there was times when maybe you didn't play your best ball, but then you'd always play your best late, and he was so good at leading you back. I mean, the national championship game itself, such a great example of that. So just the art of winning, what did you learn about that from Easton Stick? Yeah, I tried to take everything from Easton, you know, whether it was stealing his notes uh, or just, you know, following him around in the offseason. Um just the type of person that he is, the confidence that he carries. You know, when, when Easton's in the room, you know, everyone knows when he's in the room. It's just this kind of this demeanor that he has uh, about himself and the way he carries himself. I think that's a big, big part of, you know, what we have going on here and then obviously just the culture that we have here. Uh, you know, whether it's Easton or, you know, all the way back from the coaching staff, uh, that's not here anymore. Just the type of people that they are uh, and just the confidence that they bring, you know, the calm confidence, the poise that they bring. Uh, whether it's just a meeting room practice, uh, and the same with the intensity, just the, the attention to detail, the intensity. Uh, I think those are the biggest things that you know I noticed being around Easton. Just watching your guys' program for the last ten years, it's been interesting to watch the whole thing evolve. But when Coach Bull left for Wyoming, I think people wondered how this is the transition going to go. And Coach Kleiman comes in and does nothing but win. And now Coach Kleiman at Kansas State, he's doing a great job. But for you, a guy that came to play for a different coaching staff, but it's been similar coaches that hung around, especially with Coach Enns taking over after being the defensive coordinator. What's different about the program? What's the same about the program? And what was just you and the rest of the players' thoughts as Coach Kleiman transitioned out and, and Matt Enns took over as the head coach? Yeah, I think for the most part, everything is the same. Uh, you know, the program, the culture, uh, buys and pride, you know, the things that the program are really about uh, are the same, and I don't think they will change. You know, they haven't changed, you know, from the guys before us, and I don't think they'll change for the guys after us. Uh, but when Coach Kleiman left, obviously, you know, guys like me, um, you know, didn't know a whole lot, uh, maybe just didn't have as much contact with Coach Entz and you know, on the offensive side of the ball, just him being being the defensive coordinator and everything. Uh, but absolutely just nothing but confidence in him, you know, who he was going to find to replace, you know, guys like Coach Ray, uh, Coach Messingham, uh, and, you know, our um, athletic director, excuse me, uh, Mr. Matt Larson, just confidence in him. Uh, the, just, again, the type of person he is. Uh, and he was one of the first people that came and addressed, you know, the team uh, and talked to us and, you know, just, just kind of gave us the rundown. So I think, you know, the biggest thing was the, the transparency uh, that, you know, our whole athletic program shared with us uh, as a team, you know, when all that was going on last year. But, you know, I really don't think, you know, we've missed a beat. I uh, love the new staff. Uh, it's hard to call them new staff now. It seems like they've been here for forever uh, already. But just the energy that they bring, you know, the experience that they have, even you know, even though even though they're such a young group. 
Trey Lance joining us. He's the quarterback for the North Dakota State Bison. And, uh, Trey, you guys kind of had to grind out a win last week against Illinois State, but got it done 9-3. And now you go against the number 5 team in the nation. And uh, in particularly, uh, a defense is playing at a very high level in Montana State. So when you look at this matchup uh, from your perspective as a quarterback, what do you see? A really talented team. Uh, I think they do their job really well. Uh, they do a really good job mixing up looks. Uh, and I guess they they play really hard. You know, they're confident defense, uh, and I think they're playing their best football right now, so we're definitely going to have to be ready to go. What's your evaluation of Montana State's defensive line? They were to put so much pressure on the passer last week against Austin Peace. So what do you think of that front four, and how do you think you guys match up? Yeah, they're big up front. Uh, absolutely explosive, talented, uh, just a big group of guys. Uh, and I think, like I said before, you know, they do their job really well, uh, and they execute at a really high level. Uh, we're definitely going to have to be ready to go, you know, up front. Uh, I know Coach Bosick will have the offensive line ready to go, but, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Those are really good players. For, for you in particular, too, you're such a mobile guy. You, you, you're great with your legs, 11 rushing touchdowns this year. But how, how big a key do you think that becomes in a game like this where, okay, you know, maybe one thing's not working, maybe another thing isn't okay, and then you can get out and just make something positive happen, you know, in the flow of the game with your legs? Yeah, it's big. You know, it's just part of my game. Uh, I think it always has been. You know, I'm just going to try to make plays, uh, whether it's with my arm or with my legs. Um, you know, just another another thing that, you know, defenses have to have to scheme against, prepare for, uh, and I'm sure they will be. It's so fascinating because you guys have had a 33-game win streak before. Now you're on a 34-game winning streak. Is there any pressure that comes associated with continuing to be undefeated? I mean, you guys have been undefeated for years now. What's, what does it take to handle just all the things of having everybody take their best shot at you every weekend? Uh, to be honest with you, it's not something that we talk about uh, at all in the program or, you know, guys on the team. You know, I, I didn't even know, to be honest with you, that it was whatever you just said, 34. Um, yeah, it's just not something that's talked about. We really just focus on going 1-0 every single week. Uh, so we got to get ready for Montana State go 1-0 this week. Well, Trey, this is uh, we've been a fun season to watch you and the team once again and kind of the latest iteration of North Dakota State has been fantastic. We look forward to this game on Saturday. I know it's going to be a ton of fun. Have a great game, and we appreciate the time, all right? Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. You bet. Thank you. Trey Lance, fantastic. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Time now for our Farmers State Bank Prep Extra segment. Farmer State Bank, go get a low-interest holiday loan from Farmer State Bank. Have a great Christmas, and don't run up credible debt on a high-interest credit card. Farmer State Bank. Coulter, 
Uh, it was the first day of the early signing period yesterday. And I wanted to talk about Montana, Montana State a little bit just quickly in, through the lens of positions. We talked about kids, you know, individual players, particularly the state of Montana kids. But for Montana, they got three offensive linemen and three wide receivers. Uh, in this class. They also, both teams, both schools, Montana, Montana State, got a transfer quarterback. But I thought that Montana was a little thin in the secondary in what they did. They got one quarter cornerback and one safety in this class. Ajo So uh, is a cornerback from Murray, Utah. And I think he's a kid that they're pretty excited about. And then Rishi Daniels from Seattle, from Seattle Prep, is the safety. But Given the, uh, the the type of defense that they run and the five high shell, now maybe it changes. Maybe they're gonna maybe they shift into something that's more front loaded, but it's not like you can just go out, I suppose, and get two, three, four, you know, corners and two, three, four safeties in a given class, or that you would want to, but one each and a total of two is, you know, I don't know. It's it's it seems like a position where getting. Having a, a couple more guys would be a good thing. Maybe not. Well, first of all, Bobby Huck said they're still working on paperwork for a transfer corner, so they're for yeah. sure bringing in a transfer, and I bet you that they bring in multiple transfers. Yeah. They're Particularly keep, at corner, you can so, get transfers and maybe need to, right? Absolutely. And so the, the thing about Jeff Cho talks about this all the time. The equivalency in the FCS. You have 63 scholarships that you can split 85 ways and you can have 104 guys on your roster. Very few programs actually hit all those marks every year. Right. They have money left over in the bank or they don't have 85 guys getting money or they don't have a full roster of guys. The full equivalency is a big challenge. And so when you look at the Montana Grizz roster, they have 16 seniors. But that does not mean they have 16 scholarships, and that was the that, that was the biggest challenge I think that this staff went through. I wish that we would have asked Bobby Houck that yesterday. It's sort of a weird setting. We were anticipating an end of the year press conference. It did not happen. There was one statement made about this last year, and that was all. And then into recruiting, and then it was a wrap in 20 minutes. But I wish we would have had a little bit more time. But I know that there this this senior class this year is the last class where there was some of those partial scholarship out-of-state guys or walk-on out-of-state guys that were filling in the gaps with the, with the scholarship reductions that Montana had to go through. And so, I mean, you're getting full-ride guys. You're getting full-ride scholarships opening up when you're talking about guys like Jesse Sims and Dante Olson and Dalton Sneed and Jerry Louie McGee graduating. But you're also got a bunch of other guys that I'm not sure were on much of a scholarship at all their last year at Montana. So it's, it, you're, you're probably working with more like 12 and a half, 13 scholarships. And so I think that their strategy was to get the guys they could, keep shopping on the open market for transfer corners, but then also engage in spring and see what you, what you can free up or if you need to free up anything at all. Mm-hmm. See what you got at corner. And if you do... And maybe there is some more roster movement. I mean, a guy like Josh Egbo, he was a fourth-year junior this year. He tore his ACL before the season. He graduated this last weekend. So yeah. congratulations to him for getting it done in four years. But I'm not sure what his status is 
because he was he was hurt. And so right. who knows if he comes back or not. But if he doesn't come back, then there you do, you have another scholarship that's open for corner. So we'll, we'll see where they go. But I do expect them. Bobby Houck did mention the one transfer corner. I won't be surprised if they had a couple. Uh, it was worth noting as well. Asher Croy is listed as a linebacker here for this uh, for this group. He was obviously an outstanding running back for uh, Bozeman. 333 yards in the state championship game. Very well covered there. But coming on on the defensive side, at least here initially, and I'll, the, the positions for a lot of these guys, I think, are somewhat fluid. Right when you talk about you know what a guy might ultimately develop into, uh, but uh, Asher Croy as a linebacker, and then also uh, Chase Johan. Hanson from Park City, Utah. A couple of Utah kids uh, on this list from Montana. They went down to uh, to the to the great state. What is the what is Utah? What do you know? What's the, the nickname? Beehive State? The Beehive State. Okay, Beehive State. That of course makes sense. Why would why wouldn't you want to talk about the Beehive in the midst of the some of the greatest rock formations and mountains that the country has to offer? Beehives. Uh, okay, very good, Coulter. We didn't have a ton of time there, but appreciate a little bit on this. I think it was worth uh, uh, giving it uh, just a little bit more uh, since it is you know it's the future of these programs here. So there you go, our Farmer State Bank prep extra segment. Hey, how do you plan to finance Christmas this year? Don't get it a high credit, uh, high interest credit card. Okay, don't put it on there. Get a holiday loan from Farmer State Bank. Count on fast approval times, low interest, and easy payments. OAC holiday loan this year. Make Christmas merry from Farmer State Bank. Hour one of the books. Hour two straight ahead. Sam Herder from Hero Sports. Our buddy Sam going to talk to us about the national semifinals coming up this weekend. Right after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 